Hey, what's up, guys? It's Big Cat. Before you start listening to this episode, I wanted to let you know that we're running a special sale on all Barstool merch. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. What it is! This is the Macho Man Randy Savage. And this is Hard Factor. And there is no one that does it better right now. Yeah, no. But he does it better. I ain't repeating myself. Go ahead, tell me something right now. Yeah, I'm living a nightmare. And I'm not a racist. And I'm always cheering. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Another episode of Hard Factor presented by the Barstool News Network. It is Thursday, September the 3rd, 2020. And uh, boys, I had a quote yesterday from uh, Erica uh, from Token CEO. I've got a quote again today. Cam, intern Cam Esquire hit us with this one right before the show. He said, there's a meme du jour every day. And you should check out his work on BNN, Twitter, and Instagram. He's pushing us to be more active on social after our discussion last week. That's right. Yep. Meme du jour. Right. He's, right. He's right. Every day mm-hmm. is the, d- yeah, there's a meme of the day every day. Well, I'm posting a lot of food pics, so you guys better catch up with that. Well, why are you doing that? It's a diet. No, yeah, yeah I'm, not e- I'm not eating anymore. Because it's so healthy no. food. Is okay. it? Well, I mean, how? what food is really healthy? No, when yeah. Air weight? is healthier than, than any food, like than, than, you know, your food. You guys aren't eating? No, no I mean, I'm eating. I'm, I'm doing like, uh, I'm just eating a, a small amount. That's okay. Yes. Very small amount. If this bites you, me in the ass, I'll go back to starving. <laughs> <laughs> How about Lord, you, Beef? How's it going? Oh, I had a quinoa salad today. A bunch of miles under good. my belt. Uh, you know, slow start because a lot of birthday cake and shit like that. But Ooh. that's over now. Um, and it's on. Your birthday was multiple days, <laughs> multiple days before the like competition started. Ago, right? Yeah. My- Are you still on your fucking birthday? <laughs> you should have seen my fridge, man. Like, uh, I right. don't even know. I think I had four people over for my birthday party. And on Tuesday, so it was you guys. Everyone brought food. And like it was stacked. Mm-hmm. I have like 45 yeah. cupcakes. only cupcakes from these guys. But yeah, no, plus cupcakes. everyone else brought cupcakes. So it was just cookies. like cookies. He got cookies delivered while we were there. Tiff's treats, which if the, anyone's from Austin, Texas, ooh, the dog ate the those. Thanks. Thank God. Delicious. Speaking Tea of delicious. <laughs> yeah, Pat, stop eating. Speaking of delicious, <laughs> uh, Andrew Parker, uh, he's the, he's our uh, UK listener who got us into Leeds United. He said uh, Leeds is taking on Liverpool. A delicious matchup on uh, September the 12th, Saturday. And then the day after that, it's the Eagles versus the Washington football team, September the 13th, first game in the NFL uh, season. means a lot to the people on this podcast. So, Yeah, let's, sure go, let's go Leeds or whatever their team name. Le- I'm repping them, though. Leeds is going to shock the world, and mm-hmm. they're going to shock Liverpool. Leeds United. Gonna, yeah, Leeds United and the Washington football team. Well, Eagles for more. Leeds Football Club. Mm-hmm. You guys are going to have a tough year with Leeds and the Washington Football Club. New coach. What are you talking about, bro? <laughs> New coach. Yeah, I'm bracing. I'm bracing. And all like all the stars on LSU are sitting out the season. Oh. I'm just bracing for total, total disappointment. It's a bounce back year for Will, who had a magical year last year. Yeah, no, yeah, no. you can't win the Natty no. every year. No. Uh, yeah, so that's all right. we're really, we're really going to do the Washington Football Club thing. Yeah, this is the name mean? of the team this year. What do you think? What do you think you call them? That's a silent protest from Dan Snyder for making mm. him change the the team name. He's like, you want to keep calling him the R words, Wes? Yes, is that what I do. It is? Yes, I do. Oh. Well, you can't not oh. on this show. Whoa, Wes! Take oh, you that can off. do it. No, Take my parents offline, are Wes. doing it. <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> I know other people that are doing it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of people are. I mean, all of your gear still has their logo. No one's buying. Well, I'm, staring at a, yeah. I'm staring yeah. at I'm staring at words banner in exactly. my office, directly in front of my face. You're not going to get new gear. Come on, not until no, they come uh, up with cool, well, cool yeah, new gear. It's no permanent name yet. Right, I, right. I taped out all my gear and or so, so, so sewn. I sewed patches on them, so I'm, I'm covered. Did you really? Yep. You're joking. No, you didn't. No, You're I joking. Did. I'm sorry. Oh, you, you, you'll see, no, you'll see September 12th. not that proactive. Wow. No. I learned how to sew this year. I'm way proactive. Picture evidence or it didn't happen. Well, I'm not at home right now. But when I get home, I'll show you. Yeah, I right. believe it. 
He's gonna te- he's gonna text uh, someone to go to his house and sew over his things. Yeah, I can run over there and find it for you tomorrow if you want. Yeah, you want us to check for on tomorrow? We can I don't go over think there. you should go over yeah, my just, house. Yeah, you guys have his keys, yeah. right? Just check yeah, his keys. We'll mm-hmm. check it out. We'll check it out tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Want to hit some news off, buddy? All right, guys. Uh, Joe Biden was out in public again today, kind of. Uh, he gave a virtual address about the reopening of schools. Something he is declaring a national emergency. I like to declare it a national emergency, too. I'm like a fucking slave in my house with this online learning shit. Uh, Biden said, quote, I think going back to school for millions of children are the uh, and the impacts on their families and the community is a national emergency. I believe that's what it is, he said, uh, protecting mm. our students, mm. our educators, our communities, getting our schools open safely and effectively. This is a national emergency. So you're saying that you're just locked inside the house constantly because you can't right. leave. Um, yeah, you can't I'm a prisoner. A condom, right? Sorry. Yep. I'm, I'm a, a slave was not the right term, but prisoner is the right do term. You, do mm. you uh, have to help out more with homework now that it's just like right in your house? Like, do you have to help out more with math? No, because there's no – there's the teachers are so boggled down with like – creating this online shit instead of just being able so to do it in class. they're barely hanging on. They're barely hanging on. There's no homework. So you're um, saying school needs to open, too. You're with this. You're like, half of the classes. Open. Half of the classes are recorded, like, lessons that Oof. they aren't even teaching. Oh, I mean, my God. Yeah. All, the, all, the, all the teachers learned, like, shitty magic tricks to, like, kill time. Right. Yeah. They're like, Here, here's a YouTube link is, is like, yeah. some of it. I mean, here, the only thing I can compare that to is, like, the three or four online classes I took during college because they would offer, like, a couple that was like, oh, it's online. And, dude, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, as a, you know, 19 to 22-year-old man – I, I didn't fucking watch any of that shit. Like, no, it was pre-recorded. No way, no way, not those, happening. Those, no those college courses were the worst. I don't know. No a ten-year-old, atten- no one paid attention to that. Yeah. No, it's terrible. Yeah, but they so, were easy to pass because you yes. could do it on your own. That's why you took they them. Were, well, they generally pass fail. I don't know what these grades are going on for the grade schools, but most online classes were just like yeah. pass fail. No, literally, like if I want to do something during the day, I'm like, uh, do you have any, um, you know, recorded classes coming up? Like any bullshit classes coming up? And he's like, yeah, two. I got a recorded class. I'm like, okay, let's go to the let's go to the grocery store. <laughs> then he's already learning. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, that's those are our times to go do shit. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, it's good. So, He'll be able to handle college really well with that, though. That's like true. It does prepare yeah. you more for college. Are they yeah. going to be doing like science fair projects and shit like remotely? Like how do how do you grade stuff the, like that? I do. West is science fair is mow the lawn. Yeah. Right. It's, it's Short, sad. Chores, yeah. Yeah, it's sad. So um, speaking uh, about Biden photosynthesis. Also, yeah. I mean, we could grow, grow some herbs or something. I don't know. Uh, he also jabbed at President Trump and Education Secretary Betsy uh, DeVos, 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 whatever the fuck, uh, to their um, – uh, asking them to do their jobs and get some relief funding going for schools saying, get off Twitter and talk to congressional leaders from both parties. Invite them to the Oval Office. Um, and then he's, he also said that, sh- that Trump hasn't shown much grit at all. So he brought out the grit word. I know that's a big thing for, uh, you know. Uh, uh, so what's the so he's saying that Trump should break the deadlock in Congress, basically. That's his that's his complaint. He's saying, yeah, he's saying that, that he needs to bring the two parties together and get something done because this is a national emergency that cannot wait any longer. Um, and I, you know, I mean, so, yeah. And from what I've been hearing, the reopening schools isn't just about the safety. It's not just about safety, um, um, you know, about like it's it's simple logistics, like having enough staff to reopen schools, like teachers, uh, you know, cleaning crew, cafeteria people, not just not just masks and, and safety measures, coaches. It's not just about the COVID anymore. It's, it's pe- there's not enough people to open these f- schools up. I completely um, agree with him on um, I think Trump should be doing more in terms of encouraging Congress. 100 percent agree. Congress is slapdick in it left and right, not doing anything. And I think mm-hmm. that Trump is pretty persuasive. And if you really wanted to put his foot down, he could get Congress to make some moves. But I wouldn't be using the word grit if I was him because he's not. <laughs> right. but, Biden. It's like that's like right. the pot calling the kettle black with the grit. Right, the guy right. who hasn't taken yeah. questions right, right. In, in five months or whatever. Right. But I right. agree with everything but the grit. I agree too. <laughs> that it needs to happen. Um, so, yeah. So we're yeah, that's a definite uh, stones out of a glass house. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah he's I might been take qu- no, not taking questions. No. No. <laughs> hiding he did in the basement. Yeah, he did. 
Yeah. So refreshingly, he he did come with some solutions to lay out versus just criticizing the president, um, saying, quote, if I were president today, I would direct FEMA to make sure our kids K through 12 get full access to disaster relief and emergency assistance under the Stafford Act. I'd make sure that PPE and sanitation supplies for schools qualify as emergency emergency protective measures. Um, and on top of that, I would be working with leaders of Congress now today to pass emergency packages for schools so they have the resources they need in order to be able to open safely. Um, you know, he also added that he uh, he would be funding mental illness um, health care in schools, which maybe maybe would bring down the school shootings. And I'll tell you, it sure is fucking nice not hearing about that shit right now. Um, that's a plus. No psychos killing you know kids in school right now. Good um, point. Yeah, what yeah. are they doing with that frustration right now? Like the mass murder cycle? Masturbating, masturbating viciously. Hopefully yeah. not planning, you know? I also, mean, there's yeah. lots of uh, unrest out there. I don't know if you've seen it, but maybe oh, traveling a- across state lines to mm-hmm. go. A different kind of unrest, <laughs> yeah. Will. I agree. I agree. But, uh, yeah, these guys are somewhere. Uh, I don't think, you know, look, yes, there's a ton of unrest. But the type of dude that shoots up a school, different type of dude. For yeah. now, they're taking it out on a video game. And their yeah. penis, but right. yeah, hopefully, so. um, yeah. yeah. Just, One last thing: making that penis hurt. Just, yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely, exploring every inch. Um, and again, he made the point that millions of kids rely on schools as a safe place to go for food, shelter. In some cases, I'm lucky enough to be able to provide my son with a nice computer, some fast internet, some food in his belly. But lots of folks out there are struggling and just can't provide that for their kids. So yeah, probably time to open them back up to those who want and need to go back. Colorado Governor Jared Polis held a press conference on just that subject, saying that just in Colorado alone, 65,000 families do not have Internet access at home for their kids. So online learning is a fucking non-option for a lot of these families. So he took he he and T-Mobile teamed up. So they're providing like free Wi-Fi hotspots, um, you know, free Internet. So that's maybe something that 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 could happen pretty quickly through big not not government, but big corporations could be offering that just like T-Mobile did. So that's an option. So can, can we get yeah, an example a huge, of, a, of a state that uh, only that isn't Colorado? Colorado has like two major cities because of its topography. So I, I don't like that example for you mean like that's like a lot of the West. But Colorado is a unique state in that it's like, you know, wh- which city in Colorado are you hanging out? at? Well, one of the two, either Colorado Springs or Denver. The rest are like towns because uh, well, it just goes to show you. There's little a lot ski of communities. Kids. Yeah. Yeah. I love I mean, Colorado. Isn't that like pretty normal for every state to just have one major city and then the rest of the state's towns i would say no i would say like i would say absolutely where we grew up where we grew up yeah well i mean almost every state when you think about it richmond no i mean i don't know will i don't know about that maybe not the east coast but anywhere outside of the east coast virginia's like uh the south and the west virginia's middle example of more like the southwest though because i mean what do they got richmond virginia beach is a massive city richmond the newport area you could you Mm. consider one big city yeah anyway still there's a lot of families out there without without the access to be even be able to go online um so let's see. Let's take it to uh, Caliper. Who says taking care of yourself needs to be hard, guys? What's great about CBD is that it helps you feel better without making drastic changes to your routine. Uh, guys, this stuff is great, right? It helps you sleep better. What else? I mean, sleep better. That's all I really need to try product. You know, sleep is so important. So if anything's going to help me sleep better, I'm, I'm down to try it. Um, those droppers full of uh, funny tasting tinctures. Uh, are they the best modern science has to offer? Not a chance. Meet Caliper, no. a better way to consume CBD. Caliper, you were going to say something, Mark? Oh, I was just saying, you said, is that the best science has to offer? And I would say no. abs- absolutely not. Absolutely no. not. No. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. yeah. Unlike CBD oils, Caliper CBD powder is completely tasteless and mixes easily in any food or drink. Precisely 20 milligrams in each packet of Caliper CBD. Never question how much CBD you're taking. Again, I used to add this stuff to my tea at night. I know Mark likes to do that. Will puts it in pretty much everything wet. It's tasteless. It. Dissolves <laughs> it's I'll even put it on anything dry. Yeah, I'll dry, yeah. I'll dry dog a caliper. CBD you know what the great packet. thing about dry things is they can become wet at any point. Yeah, that's right. Season a steak with that with that yeah. twenty milligram packet. Yeah, yeah right. That's um, awesome. Yeah, so I mean, it 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 actually does work. It's, it's a great way to take out a dog that's blocking your way. Is uh, I've gotten, I would say, I've gotten <laughs> chill him out. Yeah, I've gotten so many fucking DMs about caliper, all one hundred percent positive. Oh, positive. Everybody yeah, all who tries 100% it loves positive. it. Yeah. yeah. 
Yep. So rediscover your best self with CBD product that's clinically proven to be superior to standard CBD oils. Your body's mostly uh, water. Oil and water don't mix. CBD oil is not no different. So uh, it's clinically, clinically proven to absorb 450% more CBD um, than than compared to uh, to tinctures. And 450% mm. is a staggering number. number. It makes Shocking, you go, whoa, really. yeah. 450%. Yeah, that, that's unreal. You have to like uh, tell someone to sit down before you tell them that fact. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, it is a fact, Jack. <laughs> um, and uh, like a, you're gonna sit down. Right. Did you say forty percent? No, I didn't. <laughs> no. I didn't. Add a zero, bud. Yeah. Sit down, but yeah. Uh, Caliper, Caliper gives you all the benefits of CBD in just fifteen minutes, uh, about twice as fast as CBD oil. Caliper CBD comes in affordable twenty and thirty count packs. You can get started for under twenty bucks. Unlike some products out there, Caliper is completely THC. Free, all the goodness of CBD with no high, all natural, non-GMO ingredients, no fillers, chemicals, artificial flavors. Get 20% off your first order when you use code promo FACTOR at tricaliper.com slash FACTOR. Tricaliper, C-A-L-I-P-E-R.com slash FACTOR. You can try Caliper CBD risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, they'll give you a full refund. You're going to love it. You're not going to get that refund. That's tricaliper.com slash FACTOR. Don't forget promo code FACTOR for 20% off your first order. Mm. Got an email today. My my newest thirty packs in route. It's on a nice. it's on a plane or a truck or something. If it even makes be it, because if the delivery yeah. guy you know reaches into your yeah. stash, he's gonna be moving a little slower. You know what I mean? Maybe That's we true. do need those drones. You're gonna be a lot more chill. And guess where it's coming from? Yeah. Denver. There you go. Mm. <laughs> a little callback to. The, I love Colorado. Colorado. It's a great there. state. It's just hard to get a hotel room sometimes. Well, they are the, the home state of the, the fantastic product, <laughs> Caliper CBD. All right, let's move it on. We're going to stay out west, guys, uh, but we're going out all the way to the west coast where we've got a meltdown, a political meltdown on our hands. Everybody is sick of the coronavirus lockdown and, you know, civil unrest in the streets, right? I mean, I'm assuming you guys are. You don't like being locked somewhere, everybody mad at each other, I'm assuming. You're, uh, you're assuming correctly. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, most people don't like that stuff. Uh, unfortunately, no. people in states uh, with uh, Democratic, you know, representatives, mayors uh, and, and governors are probably a little bit sicker than others because restrictions in those states are generally tighter than in Republican control controlled states. And the potential protests and riots may be lasting a little bit longer, depending on which of those cities you may be in. So let's take a look at three examples out west in Portland, Oregon. Mayor Ted Wheeler wrote to neighbors uh, of, of his condo apartment complex where he owns uh, an $840,000 condo, and he said, quote, it'd be best for me and everyone else's safety and peace, unquote, if I moved out of the building that rioters tried to set on fire for my 58th birthday <laughs> on Monday. Uh, so, yep, pretty good for the neighbors there, Ted. Was that like a uh, like a birthday beating beatdown kind of thing where it was like out of love they were trying to burn it down? Right, has yeah. been trying Hazing to burn him. down his house for weeks and yeah, weeks and weeks. Yeah, yeah and it was like the big push on the fifty eighth birthday because he's uh, you know you the, the mayor of Portland. You can't do that if a guy lives in a condo. That's kind of like that's an unsaid rule. Like if you want to burn someone's house down and they live in a condo, it's kind of off the table if you ask me. Yeah. I have a better idea for him than moving out of the complex to a different place in Portland. And that's just try to stop the riots in Portland. But, you know, burning down the house is not a great solution, though. I mean, I understand asking him to do more, but burning down the house. This sounds like after sounds like a West Virginia loss. Right. Every time, every time, every time the Mountaineers lose a game, you go to the kicker's house and try to burn down because he missed an extra point. You try to burn down the house. Try and find a used couch on Craigslist in West Virginia. You can't. You can't find a used couch because. Yeah. Well, anyways, you think they're going to stop in his new neighborhood? I don't think so. No. Uh, anyways, Wheeler is not deterred. He says he stands with the demonstrators regardless of how violent his former neighborhood becomes. Taking it one state over to the Silver State in Nevada, we've got Governor Steve Sizzlack, who uh, has refused to open bars and live music venues in the state. Kind of important to the state of Nevada. I don't know if you know, we got a little thing called Las Vegas. Um, but... He was filmed last Friday night taking in live music at a Las Vegas restaurant uh, with his wife on August 29th. Now, how's that possible, uh, he, Will? How's that? Because how's that possible? Uh, how could it? How could it be possible? He must have liked the restaurant, and he must be the governor of the state. He claims that <laughs> "quote unquote" ambient music can be live in restaurants and is allowed, but 
On that same weekend, other restaurants in nearby Henderson, Nevada, had their live ambient music shut down by the state. Did he think he was invisible? Was he in all camo? No. Uh, I mean, he was being filmed from the second story by somebody who immediately posted it on Facebook. Do you think he's John Cena? Yeah, he's uh, definitely thinks he's above the law. This is it seems to be the case. Pretty easy to make uh, this distinction because ambient music is things like Enya, uh, soft this is live jazz. Band. Right, right. Uh, it's pretty much almost impossible to do ambient music live. Uh, but okay, right? No, he was sitting front row. He was close enough to the band to reach over and tip with his hand. I like this rule <laughs> because I hate live music, uh, <laughs> except when it's a ticketed event. There's nothing worse, in my opinion, than going to a restaurant and, and like seeing some live music that you didn't want or pay for because it just it's just annoying. And uh, yeah. I yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm behind Steve Sizzlek with this. Oh, OK. Well, I think he should let other people do it if he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, finally, taking it back furthest west to the Golden State for our last left coast political fuck up. And this is the biggest one of all, boys. Nancy Pelosi was caught on security uh, camera getting a haircut at a salon in San Francisco, despite uh, the fact that uh, salons have been shut down in California since March. So nobody's allowed to go inside and get a haircut in the state. Um, Nancy Pelosi is so high profile. Why doesn't she have like a team come to her? Like place and cut her hair. It's insane. It's insane how and she and we'll we'll keep going yeah, into this. I have a guy that comes involved. to me, and I'm that's su- what I'm saying. I'm super like, low profile. She should be like it's like a wedding every time she's getting her hair cut. Like she should have a makeup team and a hair team she, come to she, her yeah. all the time. What does she, she do? Drives she drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for for decades, huh? You and you and many others. A uh, salon had just been approved to resume offering outdoor services the following day, so the day after she got caught on camera. But yeah, Pelosi, she, forgot, she, she was a calendar booth. Right, that's what it must have been. Pelosi was inside, no mask at all, breaking every state rule about salons, <laughs> plain and simple. So, I mean, same as multiple other politicians, like you guys pointed out. I mean, other mayors, other other you know politicians going, breaking rules to get their hair cut. It was so dumb of her. I don't understand. She's like the leader of the entire D party right now, federally. I mean, it's... Well, really, all, all politicians should be setting a better example, period. Uh, yeah, well, so, right, but especially her, as you guys mentioned, such a high profile. It would, such I've, a, got she, nothing, I've got nothing nice to say about any member of Congress, which she happens to be. Um, so. <laughs> Didn't she claim it was a setup, though? Did she claim it was a... Uh, she, she, right, so she got caught on security camera by the shop owner, let's get into that part, who was not happy about it, uh, being wildly hypocritical, so they released uh, the footage, taking it to the internet, we have a reporter out in San Francisco, uh, Tal Copan. She says, Pelosi addresses Monday's salon incident. This was at an elementary school, mind you. She said, I take responsibility for trusting the word of the neighborhood salon that I've been to many times. It was a setup, and I take responsibility for falling for a setup. I think that the salon owes me an apology for setting me up. Oh, That's, uh, a, that's a real, I'm sorry you feel that way. Uh, yeah. Not no, an actual apology. She, 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 she wasn't the, supposed the, to say anything. We had an agreement that, this is, that yeah. she was going to keep this secret. And, you know, that's that's all. If it is. you want an yep. apology from me, you can find it from the salon who owes you an apology. You do got to yeah. wonder who leaks that footage because it like really like the owner of the owner. So what happened was she went to a single proprietor inside a salon like every salon. And the owner was reviewing security footage and saw Pelosi chilling in her shop. And she was like, this is illegal and fucked up. And she released it. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so Trump obviously went nuts about it. But more importantly, our boy Buddha Ben at Ben Fredette said, this is an absolute joke at this point. Done with California. Finding somewhere to live where people besides the Speaker of the House are allowed to get their hair cut. Because my mm. man Buddha Ben has been living in L.A. trying to get his fucking hair cut. And it's not been allowed for like six months plus. Uh, I'm a huge haircut guy now that I'm going gray, so I totally understand Ben's frustrations in this situation. He wants a low-altitude, legal weed destination. What is it going to be for Buda Ben? Is it going to be Vegas, Boston, Vermont, or Canada? What do you guys think? Yeah, I hope he keeps it in America. Personally, I love Canada, but I don't want to, you know, I like I like Ben here in the States. It makes me feel warm. Yeah. I think Buda yeah. Ben would fit nice in Vermont. I think, I think Vermont's Huge Vermont guy, him. yeah. yeah. Mm. Curveball, he's going to Chicago, also legal weed. That's true. It's, a good, it's another. It's another option. Chicago. I forgot. I forgot to put that one in there. Uh, we should just get Buddha Ben on to talk too, because he's just the man. So. Love it. Yeah. 
All right, guys, this next story is about the notoriously horny leader of the hermit kingdom of North Korea. I'm, of course, talking about Kim Jong-un. The little guy is known to have what's called a pleasure squad. This is a concept <laughs> created by his equally horny and tiny grandfather. That consists Pal, what's another name for that? Uh, a pleasure squad? Yeah, what is that? A harem? Like, yes, thank yes, you. Yes, a harem of 2,000 ladies uh, the size of some... Some small armies. Sex, That's impressive. Sex armies. Anyway, these ladies are reserved. He has 2,000 personal sex slaves? Mm-hmm, just for him. Um, they, yeah. The, those <laughs> peas only get the royalty. That's the deal. Which actually Dude, is being like, a communist dictator. It's pretty is sick. Not a bad gig pretty if you sick. get born into it. For everyone know? but everybody him. Else, yes. Yeah, everybody else gets fucked, but you're just like living large. Mm-hmm. And also, so many people hate you that, you know, sometimes you just got to lean into it and get yourself a big old space make it a harem yeah he's uh right. he's always concerned about being poisoned we'll get to that in just a second uh these women they sing they dance uh and they entertain the nation's elite um but after that they take part in gigantic orgies with little kim um what's even more sick guys is some say that some members of the squad are as young as 13 and are taken no. out of Ooh. school to join up that's come cool. on yeah, long, t- long time honored tradition there. Anyway, defectors, guys from North Korea, even say the girls have to undergo invasive medical examinations to prove that they're virgins before they can join. So they they don't just take oh. them at their word. My oh, God. So, so Kim lets his doctors get a peek, too. Great. Mm-hmm. Oh, by force, I'm sure. Great. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, and then he executes the doctors. Kim's grandfather developed the practice of targeting <laughs> virgins specifically because he believed having sex with them allowed him to absorb the girls' key or their life force. Whoa. Ah. Yeah, out there. He's out like Highlander, but the virgins <laughs> give him the power. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, he's like The power to what? At, like have a heart attack? They're, they're they're life like, force. Very it's, yeah. a, it's like a vampire <laughs> scenario, except uh, with his dick. Anyway, guys, the point of this story and to the point of today's story is Kim Jong-un doesn't have just one type. Uh, he likes some husky, too. And how do we know this? Well, in her new memoir, ex-Trump administration press secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders recounts a meeting. <laughs> between Trump and Kim Jong-un, which she was present for in Singapore, where she looked up to, quote, notice Kim staring at me. We made direct eye contact. Open mouth. Uh Uh-huh. And Kim nodded and appeared to wink wink at me. (laughs) She said I was stunned. I quickly looked down and continued taking notes. Uh, So, yeah, Kim made a pass at Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Okay. Hey, that's hilarious. Well, weird move, especially when you got two K devoted. He knows sex what he slaves. likes, you know, he knows yeah. what he likes, um, but it might, could have been her voice. According to Sanders, uh, Trump took great pleasure in this, uh, in the fact that Kim made a pass at his press, press secretary saying, Kim Jong-un hit on you. He fucking hit on you. <laughs> uh, and he did that before suggesting that Sarah was going to have to, quote, <laughs> take one for the team. Mm. For America. Yeah, no, that's pretty that's funny. Awesome. Yeah, he's pretty fucking he funny. He was obviously joking, but probably put very conservative <laughs> Sarah Huckabee Sanders in a uh, conservative Christian in an awkward situation. That's, but, a, that's amazing. Yeah, apparently him and John Kelly were just 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 whooping it up on the on the limo ride home, being like, you're going to well, have what a strategic advantage. Uh-huh. You didn't even know you were coming in with the perfect look. Yeah, for his right. desires, you know, I mean, it was that just... same trip. Apparently, uh, Trump offered Kim Jong Un a Tic Tac, which he very reluctantly took because he thought he was trying to poison him. Um, it's also, yeah, also got to be a confidence booster, right? I mean, like, regardless of your feelings on Kim Jong-un, which should be... Oh, you still you got hate him. him, which should yeah. be he's disgusting. He's a very powerful man, and he, he has, you know, his, his pick of the litter back home. So if he's interested in you... Uh, in America, that's got to be a confidence booster. Yeah, it's it's like it's like when you're a bench warmer and, and you show up to the clubhouse and you're your number you're batting lead off on the lineup. You know that you're you know you have a place there. It's pretty impressive. Is, uh, is Sarah Sanders married? Oh yeah, big time married. Yeah, she is. Her, but she's on Rodman level now. Now you're her, on Rodman well, sex level. What I'm saying is her husband got it good that night. He got it laid on him. <laughs> you think? Well, Trump went yeah. on. Trump's the, the full Trump yeah. quote was, "Well, Sarah, <laughs> that settles it. You're gonna have to go to North Korea and take one for the team." Your husband and kids will miss you, but you'll be a hero to your country. Uh, yeah, he, he probably. Yeah, the, I'm sure it was real hot sex knowing that the little dictator is interested in his wife. Like, pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's that. Let's no, talk- I'm saying she was walking with. She an was Arab revved up. That's that. She was. Lots she was the one that brought the 
the Heat, not not her husband. Oh, you don't think right. it was a situation? Well, let me let me do predict it real quick, guys. If you want to gamble okay. on the news and politics, you can do it with us at predictit.org slash promo slash hard factor twenty. That's a unique URL. There's no promo code, but if you go to that URL and you open a new account, put twenty bucks in that account at least, we will match that up to twenty dollars. So we'll get you a free twenty. Uh, three markets I'm liking. Easy money to be made right now, guys. And I'm dead serious about this. Which party will win Georgia in 2020? Republicans at 68 cents. I'd say that's a safe bet. Uh, will Trump win the popular vote in 2020? He probably won't. And no is at 77 cents. Uh, mm. Yes, at 23. And then money. will Trump complete his first term? Now, this is not a huge money maker for you, but it's almost a guarantee. The no is at 11 cents. Uh, so, Whoa. Yeah. yeah. It's a free that's eighty a, bucks. That's, that's yeah, a free ten percent. Yeah, yeah, so the yes is at eighty nine. So you're gonna make you're gonna make free ten wow. percent on your money. I like that Georgia and then the North Carolina West did before. Those are good. Anyway, I guess. took Georgia. I put some money on Georgia going Republican yesterday. Yeah, Georgia's but, a good one. That's predicted. Uh, dot, dot org slash promo slash hard factor twenty. All right, guys, put on your solar t- uh, solar because I'm taking you on a safari. We've got some animal stories. First up, a feel good story. It turns out Pipsqueak, the wiener dog, is no Pipsqueak at all. She's more like Joan of fucking Ark. As the tiny dog with the cute but condescending name traveled 10,000 miles to return to her owners. Her owners left her with, uh, her, with friends in South Carolina uh, during the height of COVID because they're um, boat people that were sailing the world. And they live in Australia and they were given like a day and a half to get back to Australia. So they just left the dog with friends. Why the hell do you uh, get a dog in the first place if you're boat people? I, I take issue with especially that. Especially if you're sailing the world because yeah. they have the, with all the quarantine. They just want, they want, dog end up. They want everything. Like, they want their cake. They want to eat it too. Squeak. Look how cute she is. Um, mm-hmm. Long story short, after changing hands to three different uh, households in the States, each each more judgmental to the last of the family in Australia, uh, they eventually took her to Los Angeles where she flew out of LAX to like New Zealand, and then she flew into part of Australia, and then there was like six quarantines and blocks, and then she finally flew to her uh, home in Sydney, Australia after like six months uh, because These one airline got rewarded for neglecting yeah. their dog. Dude, one airline yeah. was one Fuck. airline was nice enough to pick up the story. They claim they were like, you know, trying so hard every single day. You to get don't the dog leave back, your so. dog. That's period. Right. If, if you That's take the problem, if you care about your That's dog, you rearrange right. your plans, your plans to not leave. You your get dog. out there and you find that fucking dog. Long story short, they were really one of their dog back. They got it and she's home. And then they promptly took off and moved to another part of the world where they're living on a boat in like Scotland. <laughs> Um, so probably going to happen again, but Pip squeaks back with their home family for now. Uh, next up, and we're going to get worse here, folks, 26 year old Wilson Madzutsu, 25 year old Fanwell Munetsi and 32 year old Tikawana Matudza of Zimbabwe, uh, have been arrested for stealing a police cow. Uh, yeah, the men took, uh, they, uh, they took place in one of the earth's oldest crimes, which is cattle raiding or rustling. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. ever heard of this, but cattle yeah. raiding has been going oh, yeah. on for 7,000 years. That's uh, why they brand them. Yeah. Some, sometimes they call it uh, stealing the sow. <laughs> what, is a, what does a police cow do? You know, Will. Well, it lives on a police farm in Zimbabwe, and it costs $27,000. So when they found the I think you miscalculated cows, that. No, no. 20, Zimbabwean 20, dollars. Yeah. yeah, well... I don't know. It had a dollar symbol in front of it. It didn't have. It didn't have a Zimbabwe dollar symbol on it. But um, cows are really that expensive. I guess. I guess the police marked it up because maybe they want to bust these dudes down. But they uh, found yeah. the cow skinned and tortured and, and dead. They skinned oh, it and ate uh, it. And, um, and they found two of the guys in a nearby like shack hiding out. And then they interrogated them. Uh, I'm sure very peacefully until they found the third guy. And now all three guys are cooperating with the police. I did a lot of air quotes now. Next up, a 770 pound. 14-foot saltwater crocodile was trapped by Australian authorities in the Flora River, which I believe is not saltwater, but it has saltwater crocodiles in the small town of Catherine, an area that used to be a popular tourist area until this story broke. Last one, and this one's probably the worst. A stray dog was found in Malaysia, spray-painted tail to snout to make it look like a tiger. The Malaysian Animal Association is offering a reward to anyone that can look down. There's a picture. There's the wow, Malaysian, that's a good spray paint job. I know. I know, yeah. I know. The Malaysian Animal Association is offering a reward to anyone that can identify the culprit or culprits. And let me tell you, they spray painted every part of this dog, including around the eyes, which is disgusting. But they should probably be looking for the town's best artist because it's a pretty <laughs> damn good tiger coat. It's really yeah, it good. Is. Yeah. yeah. Does <laughs> anyone want to guess what the what the conversion rate is, what the cow costs in American dollars? What? It's 2000 bucks. I looked it up. It's $74. No, no. $27,000. Did you click average on the article? Cow, it was a dollar symbol. Average cow costs they have between $2,000 and $5,000. Do they? 
Mm-hmm. If it's younger, it could cost between eight hundred and fifty. I'm using a my full grown cow two k to five. My trusted currency exchange. Way, it's tell me twenty seven thousand. The cow cost between seventy four dollars and twenty seven thousand. And now <laughs> we're taking we're taking it to an interview with uh, the, the owner of the Babylon Bee, Seth Dunn. Oh yeah. Welcome to the show, the creator of the Babylon Bee, Seth Dillon. How are you doing today, Seth? I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing great. I wish yeah. I was in Florida with those palm trees behind you. <laughs> it's 2020, so I, I, I would yeah. be lying if I said I, I've, you know, haven't been better. Fair like, enough. Yeah. I'm doing, yeah. doing okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, yeah, Florida, you know, the palm trees are nice, but we do get hit with hurricanes. So, you know, it's true. Uh, this year's been right? pretty light, though, right? Compared to so far. Yeah. We've yeah. dodged bullets. Uh, yeah, my wife's from Tampa. Um, now, we are a daily news podcast, so I imagine most of our listeners are familiar with or have at least heard of the Babylon Bee, but can you give us a quick summary of what it is and, and how it came to existence? The Babylon Bee is a news satire site. So uh, what we do is we basically in the same vein as SNL skits or uh, The Onion, which is a very popular satire site that's been around for 20 plus years now. Um, we take a look at whatever's going on today in the culture, politics, specifically with our site, we, we also look at the church so, since it's, uh, it was originally started as a, as a Christian satire site. So, um, yeah, we, we take a look at whatever's going on in the news and the issues today. And we, uh, and we, and we do satire on it where basically we exaggerate the truth to highlight absurdity, use irony, sarcasm, you know, to make a point. Yeah. Um, so we ridicule people all the time on, on both sides of the aisle. We often get confused you know, accused of being biased and, and mm. we, you know, we're, we're this conservative site that only goes after the left. Well, we are conservatives. We also attack people on our side too. I think Trump is the character we've, we've satirized the most on our site out of anybody else. Well, so. he's, yeah. I mean, he, th- that guy is, uh, makes himself a great target for satire. He's the golden goose for new <laughs> satire. We're kind of yeah. in that business too. Yeah. He really is. And, and Biden is interesting too, because Biden, we yeah. can basically just quote him verbatim and it seems yeah. like that. Right. So, yeah. There's you know, some yeah, two good candidates. Um, yeah. Either way, however, this election goes, it's good for business in the new satire world. Yeah. We've I would say so. Yeah. Right. We've mentioned that on our show a couple of times. Uh, I grew up, and I think Mark did too, a huge consumer of the original Daily Show. Uh, and then, like you said, The Onion. Uh, they've been around for a long time. Uh, yep. And then also just traditional newspapers, which used to have, you know, sort of all sides represented. And now everything, including newspapers, cable networks, uh, including satire sites, have been sort of uh, split, I'd say, where the audience is larger on one side of the aisle for a certain site uh, than it is for the other. Like right now, I'd say like, you know, probably more liberals follow the onion, more conservatives follow the Babylon B, whether or not. That's fair to say, yeah. Right. Whether or not it's trying to be created in a, in a meaningful way or how that's just how things have evolved. I'll, I'd just like to hear about sort of how, what you think about that, because when I remember back the original daily show, the original onion, I mean, it was, Everybody was a target. There was it really was much more of a uh, unified vision of satire, I think, than what is going on right now. Well, I think that things have changed some, you know, because what you're saying is true. Um, at the time the B was started, that was in 2016. I'm not the founder, by the way. I acquired it a couple of years ago, but Adam Ford is the founder. Of the oh, okay. Um, okay. And and he saw this big void on the right for. Uh, humor coming at the issues from a humor humorous satirical perspective um there was a lot of there were a lot of people doing it really well from the left and just wrecking people on the right just making them look silly and stupid and right and the, tea party audience, years baby I'm guessing. yeah their, their audience <laughs> ate it up and loved it and so um but they they dominate so many areas you know they dominate media they dominate in entertainment they Absolutely. dominate in education um, and so there are voids out there. I think that no one's really nailed down how to make, um, you know, uh, in, in, in several areas in TV and movies and stuff like that. There's still big voids where someone needs to fill those gaps. That's, um, that's cool. But particularly in satire, there was a big void there. Adam saw that started a site and then immediately took off like wildfire because people were hungry for it. And, and I think he proved that clearly there was a, a demand. It was kind of a reaction then. So it's sort of yeah. like what you, when uh, they zigged, you guys zagged a little bit. Yeah. 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 That makes, that makes sense. All right, so counter, Countering, counterpunching, you know? 
Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. There you go. They show their uh, they show their weakness. Um, we are sponsored by Predicted, which is a prediction market. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. It allows you to make bets on the news. It's kind of like the stock market or the news. Uh, quick plug: If you go to www.predicted.org/promo/hardfactor20 and create a quick account, we'll give you a free twenty bucks to gamble there. Um, so I have to ask you a few questions about the upcoming elections because we can bet on these. Um, and we do. <laughs> uh, how do you think the presidential election is going to go in November? Who's going to win? Oh, man, you know, if you look at um, if you just simply look at what people are saying and what they're predicting, it's going it's very similar to what happened in 2016. I think that everybody was very confident that, you know, Trump was such a mess and and Hillary was just guaranteed. What was it? I think New York Times said it was like a ninety nine percent. Right. 90s. I remember that. Yeah. High (laughs) 90s or something that Hillary was going to win. And then with a ninety nine percent chance of error. I went to bed. (laughs) I was I was so convinced it was true at the time, like uh, just, you know, casually consuming the news at the time. I just went to sleep. I was shocked the next morning. It was it was shocking. Yes. Yeah. Well, I was never that big Trump guy who was like, oh, you know, Trump is our savior. Um but I did. I, I, I was and I was surprised when when he when he took that election the way that he did. Mm. Um, I think that probably we're going to have a similar situation happen here, especially with how things are going. You know, if you see if you look at what the Democrats are saying right now, they're changing their tune on a lot of things. They're starting to now condemn violence out of nowhere. They weren't doing that before. And I think they're realizing that the American people care a lot about safety, stability, um, you know, getting rid of this anarchy and this, this whole idea about defunding police and, and, uh, and all of that. I think yeah, that so on many top people, of COVID year, I mean, it's been a nightmare year for everyone. Yeah. On, on top of that. So, but yeah, but right now, I mean, that's what's in the headlines all the time is all this stuff that's going on. And, and, and the, and the Democrats have been very soft on it, almost encouraging it. Um, some of them ha- actually have been encouraging unrest in the streets. Uh, and so to have Trump be the one who's standing for law and order, while well, they're the ones standing for anarchy. I think that plays very badly for them, and it makes sense why they're now changing their tune. Um, and it right. would be interesting to see how that plays out in the election. But I think that you know that silent majority idea; these people who are ashamed to vote for Trump, but but will do so um, at the polls. Um, they're not going to wear MAGA hats out in public and tell you who they're voting for. But I think those people are very energized and, and motivated to get to the polls. So. That's right. my prediction. Yeah, Republicans usually usually show up to vote. I um yeah, it is it is has been such an interesting year. It's been a terrible year, but it seems like the pendulum swings, right? So like for for COVID, it's it's hard for for Trump to navigate. And now with with the protests and, and slash riots, it's hard for the Democrats to navigate. So it's kind of yeah. like, yes, that that makes sense. Right now, and the prediction markets have kind of shown that about a month ago, Biden was up by like 15 cents like he was predicted to win like 62 cents to like 38 cents and now it's getting closer it's like 55 cents to 46 cents biden slightly favored but the markets seem to be moving towards the center um i bought some in, more yeah. uh, trump when he was down at, at his low of 38 um uh just because i thought i my mindset has been more of the sitting incumbent is really hard to get out without an amazing ticket um yeah. historically uh, but yeah, on top of that, uh, Seth, you're, you know, what you, what you said as well sort of adds up, makes me feel safer in my bet. <laughs> yeah. Last, yeah. last question. Who's winning the majority of the Senate for a prediction market? Uh, you're asking me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. You don't have to answer. You're in the hot seat. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I tend to feel like these things go in pendulum swings, you know, it goes yeah. one way and then the American people are like, Oh, I'm not happy with that. And it, yeah. there's a low approval rating. And so it swings the other way. And then the American people aren't happy with that either. And it swings the other, and we do this back and, I, forth, I agree. back and forth over and over and over again. I, it, all, all things being equal, I tend to see that as being the, the, the trend um, for what to expect. Yeah. But this year, man, is so crazy. It's like with, with everything that's going on, you have, you have the economic uncertainty, you have the COVID stuff, you have the riots and the, and the, and the civil unrest and the racial di- discord and all that stuff. I, I don't know. Anybody's guess on that one. You guys tell me what you think. I do think you're – I agree with you. I do think the Democrats will probably get that pendulum swing and take uh, either control of the Senate or it will be like a dead tie is yeah. my prediction uh, mm-hmm. in the Senate. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, all I know is I can't wait till November third because that's going to be. A you fun just got to go on that website and start gambling with us, Seth. That's yeah. the bottom line. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's right. Right. <laughs> I'll check uh, it out. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, Seth, I see that your HQ is in Jupiter, Florida. 
we do a show each week called Florida Man Friday just because the news content from the Sunshine State is so rich that you can oh, yeah. literally produce a show of insane stories every week, like <laughs> at least an hour. Uh, it, so it's amazing. But I, w- I was noticing that on I was just scrolling the Babylon Bee and I didn't see too many fake Florida Man stories. Was wondering, have you considered incorporating more uh, Florida Man, uh, you know, uh, satire? Considering you're in the hotbed in the in the capital. Well, here's the problem with satire. Since satire kind of exaggerates the truth, it's hard to do the Florida Man stories because those stories are already so absurd, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, I right. mean, you you think they are satire until you until you start digging into it and realize this is actually a real news story. You'd almost have to normalize it to satire. Yeah, yeah. So we actually did. Let me see if I can pull it up because we did do one on um on Florida Man, but it was like it was like a breaking story about how oh Florida Man obeys law, stays out of trouble. Oh, there <laughs> yeah, you go. exactly. Okay, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we flipped it, you know, and, and that, that's like actually that. like newsworthy that a Florida yeah, Man obeys law, and stays that, out of trouble. So that's Florida. That. Dog you gotta find the right news, angle, right? News, right? Yeah. Tomorrow <laughs> on our, on our Florida Man Friday show, which we do every Friday, we have Lane Pittman, who is the Florida right. Man hurricane fighter. Uh, he, we're the guy he's with the, the guy. American flag, you know, he, he, he listens yeah. to Slayer and he stands in front of the hurricanes. He's yeah, yeah, Florida, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Love so, that. So you're in high company. Two great yeah. Florida men this week. <laughs> <on the show. laughs> um, yeah, so that's good. Um, look, there's no shortage of material for people in our business, the new satire business, as we said. Um, do you think there will be a large change in the new satire consumer market in the long term? Do you think like with... I don't know, cancel culture, whatever you can, you can elaborate however you want, but do you think that the market's going to change where people are going to get in trouble for doing new satire? There'll be a more of a market for new satire. But will it specialize are, yeah. further? People will it specialize still... even further? Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. You know, we've seen some changes since we, what, what happened with the last election cycle was there's this huge concern about misinformation, right? And the right. social media, social networks um, uh, grappled with how to handle that problem. Yeah. And we got caught up in that a little bit. We had the fact checkers. They, they started instituting fact checking on stories. And then but the they know your stories are fake, right? Yeah, they're rating our stories as false, um, which <laughs> technically, yes, they are. But but they needed like a satire rating because we you know, we got notified by Facebook that they were going to uh, that they were going to demonetize us and potentially deplatform us. And, and limit isn't, there a par- isn't there a parody law? They don't have a law or a policy. I don't know. I thought there was like a parody. Right. No, on Facebook law. ads, there's no parody policy. Well, in I know general, that you can't get like sued for parody, right? We like, can't. yeah, well, parody is very, it's very well protected under the yeah. law. But in terms of like the, the, the social networks enforcing their yeah. policies, they're just concerned with misinformation spreading. Right. And so when they, when they, with the fact checkers, the rates something false, the Facebook would then tell us, hey, you guys have to stop putting out false stories or we're going to stop you. It's your so, whole business model. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, our whole business. The story was crazy too. It was it was uh, CNN purchases industrial washing machines to spin the news in before printing it. You know, and it was like on the face of it, it's absurd. Obviously, they're not going to spin the news in industrial washing machines. Right. It's just now, it's just a silly premise. Are they doing this but, for the onion? The onion as well. Have you seen? The Onion's been fact-checked. Um, okay. They haven't run into trouble with social networks. Uh, More evidence of shadow banning. This is terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this do you feel work. like you get a harder shake, though? Than, yeah, than, than we do, actually. I mean, we, we see this kind of stuff happen all the time. It's it's conservative sites that have that are most likely to get suspended by mistake all the time. That's what happened with us recently with Twitter. It was a mistake. We got caught in some spam filter. Um, well, there were other conservative sites that got. I got COVID fact checked. That was fun. You got what? Yeah, COVID fact checked. I think on Did Twitter you? it's fun to yeah, it's fun to get tagged with. Chats. He used yeah. What was your terminology? Yeah. I said I was going to vape five G oxygen. Yeah, there was, an algor- there was an algorithm picking up five five G. Really? So you, what, yeah. you got a warning? Well, yeah, no, I know they tagged like uh, the said, facts yeah. about COVID nineteen onto that. Right. Because- and then I tried to recreate it to get in their algorithm, but I think so many people complained about it not being uh acceptable, so they changed their algorithm. You also the you're not on the bad boy list. You gotta get on the yeah. bad boy list with Yeah, Twitter. yeah, yeah. Well here's the thing. It's we don't we don't say that we're being targeted in as individuals. We're not like being singled out, I don't think. Right. But, but what you have is you have like you'll have a popular narrative or a politically correct narrative. And there's certain things that you can say that fall within what's correct, what's allowed. And that that tends to be whatever's prevailing or predominant on the left. So it's perfectly yeah. acceptable to say, you know, to say things about how 
well, whatever the issue is, okay, let's say conservatives are against, you know, same-sex marriage or something like that. Well, same-sex marriage is, is the predominant politically correct view that it's, you know, that is perfectly acceptable. Well, if somebody who's got yeah, a as, as, it sh- as it should be. Okay, yeah. sure. Yeah. But, if, but if somebody is, has, has a more traditional understanding of marriage and says that, that marriage should be between a man and a woman, which, by the way, Obama had not that many years ago. Um, that that statements like that can get you in trouble now on these networks. So it's whatever right. this, whatever the predominant views are as they shift and change, it tends to uh, it disproportionately affect conservatives because they are outside of the norm and the politically correct kind of mainstream view. Commonly so, referred to as like mob mentality on the social right, like um, going against like the Twitter mob or or whatever, like with with their with their thoughts. Because the yeah. users generally yeah. tend to be yeah. of one persuasion. It's interesting too; they do track you individually and project what they think your political party is. Um, every single yeah. uh, uh, social site does that, which I was surprised by because you can actually see what they guess you are on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they have a, they have a whole profile on everybody. And, and there's, you know, this just deep, rich information. They got they a lot have. of data on us, huh? A lot <laughs> yeah. of data. They you load everything from your life yeah. into it every day over and over. It's not just, yeah. not just TikTok. Not just TikTok that has all of our data. It's a, it's a lot of places. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, Seth, I, uh, I want to, you know, open it up. You can say whatever you want to close. But uh, I wanted to thank you for coming on and, and say that, you know, Regardless of, of uh, what political affiliation you are or, or whatever, like and this doesn't go just towards you, but in general, I think that in 2020 and beyond, laughing is a good thing. And, and the service you guys provide with the Babylon Bee is very funny um, and a good thing. So, yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, it's a challenge for us because as the world gets crazier and crazier, the line between satire and reality gets kind of blurred. Right. Right. So every day we wake up, we look at the news and we're trying to think, how can we how can we do satire today with the world being satire in reality <laughs> so <laughs> yep. it is a challenge for us to stay one step ahead of what's going on in the real world but it's, it's also a lot of fun and we like making people laugh we get messages all the time from people who who tell us you know that we brought some levity into their into their day when they're going through a tough time or something like that so that feels like good that right? cool yeah. and we also you know it, it, it's also great to be part involved in the in the cultural battle and this in this war of ideas and and you know this ideological uh, uh bumping of heads between one half of the country and the other um, you know, we have we have our views and values and we're not afraid to express them and we have the right to express them. And so being kind of on the front lines of that battle and fighting for the, the freedom to say what we think and why we think it um, is also pretty rewarding and, and, and also challenging. So, um, yeah, so hopefully they keep that around. That would be good for all of us. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's part of what's the First Amendment. Right. That's kind of what makes America America. So, yeah, hopefully. Yes. Um, well, thank you, Seth. Appreciate it. Good chatting with you. We'll, we'll keep in touch. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right. Appreciate it, Seth. Oh, yeah. All right, cool. You guys are fans of the Babylon Bee? You guys follow them? When I need satirical of Christian course. news, that's where I go. There you mm. go. So, Seth Dillon, he already uh, emailed us back. He had a good time. Thanks for coming on, Seth. And that's going to do it for Hard Factor. Tomorrow is Florida Man Friday, and we have a very special guest tomorrow as well. Um, I don't know if you like Slayer or Fighting Hurricanes, but if you do any of that, uh, you might want to tune in tomorrow because we have uh, an awesome guest. You might want to buy the Hard Factor new t-shirt too, which is Fire, H-A-G-F-D. It's on the Barstool Sports store. I bought two. Uh, I think the rest of the host did as well. Oh, Please yeah. leave us five. Buy, like, buy them yeah. right now. Yeah, I bought, a, I bought a real one, which is an extra large for my current weight, and a dream one that'll never happen, which is a medium. There you go. Weight loss nice. competitions in full swing, baby. Um, but yeah, uh, leave us a review. Follow us on all of our socials and have a great fucking day. See you later, yeah. So, ladies, yeah. ladies, yeah. if you want to roll my Mercedes, yeah. turn around, stick it out. Even white boys got the shout. Baby got back. Baby, when it comes to females, Cosmo ain't got nothing to do with my selection. 36, 24, 36. <laughs> Only if she's 5'3. So your girlfriend rolls a Honda, playing workout takes by Fonda. But Fonda ain't got a motor in the back of her Honda. My Anaconda don't want none unless you got buns, hun. You can do side bends or sit ups, but please don't lose that butt.